My name is Lotfi Nathan. I'm the director and the writer of Harka. So I uh, was born in England to uh, Egyptian parents who moved uh, to the UK just before I was born. And I didn't know Arabic growing up. I, I, I still don't speak Arabic. And uh, I moved to the US when I was about 10 and always had an interest in art. Initially, I was studying painting in, uh, in school. And uh, I kind of came upon the film thing by way of documentary film. I started making a movie when I was in college, or I guess here it's university. Harka was my first scripted film, which I also kind of approached uh, initially the same way with the documentary interest. I think that was kind of my point of entry into that film, that I thought I could sort of research it because it was a very recent event, what it was based on. And uh, I think part of my journey to get to that film was had to do with my Egyptian roots, you know, even though the film is set in Tunisia. No, I would say it was a hard transition from documentary to feature films. Uh, I made it probably even harder on myself with the subject and my distance from the subject, you know, because uh, I think part of the reason I chose this subject is because of the documentary background, I thought I would go to the location where it happened and try to create this intimate story there, very much in the kind of documentary aesthetic, like a verite. I thought it would feel very much like a documentary. Um, and initially I thought I would have a very loose script. Um, but that's tricky. You know, what we ended up having, I think, 24 days to shoot the movie, so there's really no time. It, for, for one reason or another, we kind of ended up making it a bit bigger than what a loose kind of uh, documentary-style film could have been. I mean, some people do achieve that in feature productions, but this was a uh, more of a focused shoot. Um, so I had to get a script, I had to write the script, and that alone took a really long time to, to learn. And uh, I think this film was a big uh, turning point for me to kind of drift away from documentary, because that uh, I think was kind of holding it back for a while, trying to, or being, being very concerned with uh, accuracy. You know, initially the film was based on Muhammad Bouazizi and that was very important to, to sort of get it right, so to speak, you know. But once I loosened up with that and realized we're making a movie, you know, and that I could actually bring in my interpretation of things, you know, um, and that the, the sum of its parts could make something that is very authentic and true uh, without having to be accurate, let's say. In writing the script, I felt like I had to sort of, you know, try in my own very distant way, like where I live in New York, trying to write some meditation on the uh, plight of a character there, you know. I was putting my own woes into it, I, I guess, and, you know, creating this sort of family dynamic that I felt could be relatable, that is it's sort of its own uh, struggle and conflict. I think also just 
trying to make an honest picture of that uh, circumstance was tricky, but at the same time, it was very important not to make like a sympathy uh, thing, like a victim film, you know, because I think that's, that's to me, not, not something that brings me in as a viewer. You know, I think that the trick here was to make it real, you know, and sober that way, but also to then create a character that had this kind of go energy that wasn't necessarily looking for sympathy. So it wasn't like, you know, I think basically, I think if we were too delicate with the subject, then um, it would have been a lesser story, you know, but then Adam took on the role. And I think that was very difficult for him to separate. And he'd have a whole different thing to speak on this. Uh, we can talk about that entirely on its own. But I saw him sort of, there was like a transference when we shot the movie um, where he was really taking the brunt of that uh, character, you know, and he, he really did. You could see it physically and uh, throughout. In Tunisia, it's a, it's a slang as well for migrating illegal across the, uh, across the sea, um, burning out. And then it's also the uh, literal definition of burning. So uh, to me, that was sort of perfect. Also of like evoking sort of the attitude of the film and the, the uh, you know, without giving too much away, obviously. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to shortchange uh, the others. There's a lot of like, you know, aspiring actors, maybe people who have an interest in acting, but, um, and then we also have a cameo, the, uh, the homeless guy outside the governor's office is actually a very prominent actor in Tunisia. Um, but you would never think it, but he was amazing. Um, so not technically the only actor, but essentially, you know, really, um, he was, uh, you know, he's very, he's very well versed, even though he's still, I'd say pretty early in his career. He'd done, uh, a bigger budget American film before that, uh, as a smaller supporting role. And, uh, he also had done, you know, some other films, but I think he had a lot to prove with this one. And, uh, you know, even by, virtue of his being a uh, sort of an expat from Tunisia he lives in Marseille but he was doing this very uh intimate uh delicate role for Tunisians you know which I'm sure he knew would be scrutinized um but he did such a good job that way and um initially I didn't even want to work with a professional actor I was thinking we would go like the neorealist route and use a non-professional and I uh, had met this kid who was uh, amazing, you know, who, in the town where we shot the film um, and wanted to work with him. He was really sort of like the, the real manifestation of, the, of Ali that we ended up making. It was very dark, uh, difficult uh, character to try to interpret, but that was actually impossible to work with him and you know for one because of the time frame we had to shoot the film we needed a professional and uh that kid also disappeared so we didn't even have the chance 
but Adam just did an amazing job at absorbing the role and he had this great relationship with the other non-professionals you know he would kind of force them to act against him you know um so he'd only sort of respond if they were giving him something to respond to which i think is a really good way for an actor to be um so he was kind of guiding them uh but then they were also bringing him really down to earth you know and, and grounding him in the role so it was just a great relationship that way. It was also my first time working with an actor, so. It was a big mess, like, <laughs> just to try to understand how I was going to direct this film, direct actors for the first time. You know, I hadn't even done a short film with actors, so it's like, there was that, and then also working in another language. You know, but it ended up just feeling very uh, organic, you just had to make it intimate, you know? So the relationship with Adam was very direct. I realized, you know, with him that you don't have to really invent some new way of speaking to a person just because it's a director and an actor. It could just be very plain. Logistically, the difficulty fell on the production, the producer, so I was just focused on us getting the scenes there. but. You know, working with the local crew was amazing. We wouldn't have been able to do the film without them. So it really was very much in collaboration with Tunisians making the film. There's a, there's a notion of representation that I think that is a bit uh, simplistic, you know? I actually don't think that you need to be uh, of a community or even of a race to tell a story about it. You know, I think it's actually one of the beauty, one of the beautiful things in making art is this actually outsider view and, you know, uh, you can have empathy uh, for other people, you know, so, so representation as like a, a territorial thing, I think is kind of bad for art, you know. Um, I also think people can make, people can make weak sort of like, very conventional stories, even if they do represent that community, you know? Um, so it really all depends, I think. That's my, that's my view. I'm working on a new film now, which is a horror film. Uh, it's a period horror film, biblical horror film, uh, that uh, is quite a departure. This one's in English, uh, which helps for me as far as the directing. But... Um, yeah, excited about that one. What keeps me inspired? Um, I think uh, watching movies, you know, the, probably the best thing to like revive some inspiration is to watch a good movie. Because if it's bad, you're crit critiquing it, you know? If it's good, you're trying to like take notes from it, you know? Um, but with a really good movie, I think anyone kind of you know, you step away from trying to read it and you just sort of watch it, you know? Uh, that still happens, definitely, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm still a student, kind of, you know? Um, so I'm always learning from every film I watch. How do you keep yourself creative? I, uh, I think it's just, you know, seeing art, seeing new art, 
uh, watching movies, you know, being around creative people and not just keeping like the effort of making a film to the unromantic parts that are also necessary, which is like the packaging and the money and the, you know, getting the production together. You have to remember that there's this other element to, uh, to appreciate.